Welcome back to Public Address Radio on Radio Live. With the collapse of Rupert Murdoch's media empire seemingly underway, everyone must be wondering, what's going to save the media world? Well, look no further than the humble zine. With July being zine month, we sent Ben Hope off to see what the haps were and watch the 24-hour zine competition unfold. Hidden in the back end of Auckland's distinctive K Road sits a shared creative space called Tangleball. It recently played host to the Auckland 24-hour zine-making workshop. I caught up with zine enthusiast Tessa Stubbing to find out more about zines and how they started. So a zine essentially is a DIY publication or self-published magazine, um, for lack of a more intense uh, description. Um, so they're all you know, low-budget, self-published, DIY. My zine history that I would tell people is um, with the rise of the photocopier in the 60s, um, they made self publishing more accessible and easier for people. So if you've got a photocopier, you can compile something, cut and paste it, draw it, write it, whatever, put it together, put it out. And it was easier and cheaper for people to do that. And so in the 70s, with punk music, started making fanzines, which is where zine is short for fanzine. They were originally mostly about like punk music and like shows and stuff, so they'd be like a show review and those kinds of things. Um, and this kind of sprung out from there. I guess the complete, complete freedom of expression you get from doing it, like because they're so open, because there's no, this is a format, this is a zine, you know, if you're a writer, you can do a, you can write, and if you're an illustrator, you can illustrate, if you don't know what you're good at, or just do whatever you want, just kind of work it out as you're doing it, you can do that, which is cool. Um, yeah, and it's a good way to kind of share your art, or share your writing, those kinds of things, and then I guess with zine fests and events that we put on like that, it's a good way to meet people who've got like-minded interests, and maybe they're um, like an outsider interest or you know what I mean and it's really cool and what are they about anything uh, I guess usually they're kind of outsider topics or alternative to mainstream media like we've got zines here that are like cooking zines and like vegan recipes and um, like art zines uh, political zines you get lots of anarchists and what are you hoping to get from today? I guess just have people participate and get involved and get excited about zines and actually making them because um, sometimes you find that you know you want to make a zine, you've th thought about it, but you just don't have that push. So in having it in 24 hours, it's such a short deadline, you just have to get it out, get it done. So what was today about? So you have to make a 24-page zine in 24 hours. That's the idea of it being a challenge. Um, We've done it a little bit differently to overseas where the 24-hour zine thing has originated. Um, we're doing them in groups. So if you want to team up with your friend and do a zine together, you can do that. Or you can do a solo zine by yourself as well. The reason that we're doing it in teams and in groups is it makes it more fun and more sociable. You know, like, I don't think that having, <laughs> having like, putting restrictions say you have to do it by yourself in 24 hours is kind of an insular isolated thing rather than bringing people together doing it as a community sea world, 
just after midday, there were six teams using the Tangle Ball space. I spoke with the former editors of two prestigious university publications to talk about what they were looking at creating. We're making a zine in 24 hours. About? Jorts. And that is? Jean shorts. Why? It's a hard one. Well, zines are pretty small, and this one's only 24 pages long, so we wanted to do something that we could fit within that and cover definitively. And the only thing we knew really well that we could cover in 24 short pages between us was jorts. How much do you have to know about jorts to be able to do a 24-page zine on them? Um, almost everything, I would say. I mean, you want to cover the subject properly, right? You don't want to do an injustice to jorts. What other zines have you made? Well, we've kind of both made magazines before, so we're kind of branching into a smaller form of that, really. I'd heard that zines could be about anything, and jorts was definitely an outsider topic that probably wouldn't be covered by mainstream media anytime soon. I headed back at hour six to follow up with Sarah and the jort progress. We've now got a very fetching cover. Um, we've picked out the fonts, picked out the image, um, which is me sitting on a log on a beach wearing not really a lot other than jorts and a bikini. Um, but we do have content now. We've got five ways with jorts. We've done a photo shoot. Um, we've got hate mail. And we're just hoping to secure an interview with the band Jort Division. How do you feel about the rest of your time? I think we're going fairly swimmingly. I think the difficulty is going to be actually designing the damn thing, um, because we're writers, not designers. With most things under control, Salium, a hint to their former employers, were prepared to be there all night. I returned Sunday morning. The space was mostly empty. 14 competitors had handed in their completed zines. Team Jort had finished first at about 6.30 and had gone home for a deserved sleep. Their finished product looked very slick for having no designated designer. After the deadline had been reached, I spoke to a very tired Tessa. It's pretty good. Um, there were quite a few times in the night where it was just kind of like buzzing with everyone's knuckling down and got to get the zine done. It was cool. Like everyone's kind of coming together and... Each other out. Have you had a look through the zines? I've had a brief look, but not an um, intensive look through. But it's cool, man. Um, everyone's got a different topic and a different approach and a different style, different like, layout. Um, we've got one that's like a, like a square that's been printed on A3, and then like there's like one tiny little like centimeter by centimeter little one. Because the guy was a beginner, so it was, he's got to go to get the 24 pages. So it was in a way that was accessible and easier for him. The 24-hour zine workshop was a small part of the wider Auckland Zine Fest that's been held every July for the last three years. Previously, it's all been on the one day. However, this year, it's across an entire month. So what else can you do? We have like a zine market where people can buy and sell zines and um, like trade if they want, depending on the storeholders. Um, workshops and talks and stuff as well on the wider areas of zine making. So this year we have a guy doing like a binding workshop and a panel discussion on zines as activism. A 24 hours zine making challenge. Everyone who makes a zine in this challenge has the opportunity to sell it um, next week at the zine market. So we have a special store which will have, you know, hopefully a range of zines from today. There was a lot of quality work put in by the participants of the zine workshop. It's impressive to see what people can produce by putting creativity under pressure. Zine making for me seems pretty cool. 
It's creating something with your hands about anything just for yourself. Sure, you might find someone else who loves jorts as much as you, and you might bond over Salium. So why not get out some A4 and create your own self-published magazine? It could be the start of your own little media empire. Ben Hope with that report there, and that's all we've got time for on this week's show. Thanks for listening. If there's something you'd like to hear again, pop along to our podcast, publicaddress.net forward slash radio. Until next week, I've been Damien Christie. And I've been Russell Brown. Thank you. New Zealand on the air.